Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason. And we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Hey, Dave. Hey, Tom. What are you reading? Oh, I'm reading martial law. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Not 90s, 80s comics. Oh. Being hardcore and edgelord in the 80s. So edgy. Fascism's bad. (laughs) This is kind of ahead of its time in a few places. A little bit. It's it's very adjacent to Judge Dredd. You know, obviously we talked about the previous episode, a lot of the same people are involved. So it's kind of, it's, it's, it's hitting the same points that Judge Dredd hits. It's just a little different approach with its satire yeah i would also say some of the concepts are a little ahead of its time like the space time travel like that's i haven't seen that talked about in popular culture no that's in true. popular culture yeah. until you Fucking know interstellar christoph christopher yeah. Chris, nolan christoph nolan yeah hey everybody christoph nolan <laughs> welcome Hello. to uh episode two of tom and dave read martial law oh boy do we Mm. Boy, do we. Uh, This this is a podcast. You might have listened to the first one. This is brought to you by Mind Freak 555. If you didn't listen to the first one, I don't know what you're doing here. Uh, (laughs) Um, No, but big thank you to Mind Freak 555. I think we called them Mind Freak 555 last time. Oh, so they're a Uh, Mind Freak. They're Freak for Mind. Yeah, they're Mind, like Mind Freak. This is Mind. Yeah. Mind Freak. Or yeah, or like an underground mine. Yeah, they're really they're yeah. Mind freak, and then the fake phone number in movies. Mind freak five 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 five. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. This has been this has been re- a fun new experience. Uh, yeah. It's been chill. Pretty chill. Pretty chillaxed. Yeah. I'll say. I'll even go that far. But yeah, it's pretty chillaxed. There, ha- uh, old mind freak is having us read uh, an '80s comic series called Martial Law by Pat Mills and Kevin O'Neill. Um, it's a British comic. Uh, yep. Some of the people involved, I think Pat Mills. We talked about it last episode, but it's some of the people involved with the creation of t- 2000 AD. Um, so it's kind of a similar fascist uh, send up uh, satire of kind of the the direction. Uh, both UK and the United States were were going in in the eighties. Yeah, it uh, we so we we last episode we did um, the comic book episodes. Are they called episodes, Tom? Issues, Tom? issues, Dave. Issues. issues or books. Issues or books, one if through you're cool. three. Yeah, I'm not cool. You're no uh, issues. Me either. Issues one through three. Yeah, which kind of uh, sets up uh, the world. 
and there's this gentleman by the name of Marshall Law who works for the cops. <laughs> he is he is he is a like a police officer for superheroes cuz yes. the world we had a war. We we made all these genetically engineered superheroes. We sent them to war and then we basically forgot about them except for like some some a few like ones on top such as public uh, spirit public spirit yeah uh, who is this yeah, universe's superman yeah so it it's that's that's the premise there's also been a uh earthquake that has uh you know fucked the 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 country i think this is san it takes place in san francisco right the city just the city is that yeah, right? I city think it's fucking. In, I think it's in San Francisco. Yeah, they merged, right? It, it's the it's the Demolition Man. Idea. Yeah, it's, like it's, it's like a merged city. Yeah, it's called like San Futuro or something. But anyway, yeah. So there's a lot so of there, like it's this apocalypse that yeah yeah. Sorry, what no, no, you no. Saying? You you take it. You take it. It's this apocalyptic area with like a select few who are on top, um, and everybody else has just been like thrown away by society martial law works for the cops to keep people in line meanwhile there's been a ongoing villain named sleep man who has been going around and assaulting and murdering raping and murdering women who all look like the uh the the superhero celeste yep. who is married to or getting married About to be married to public, to public yeah spirit. public spirit so it's the idea of who is the sleep man. He has just murdered um, the girlfriend of Marshall Law's alternate ego named Lynn. And so he is out for blood now. Yeah. He suspects it's public spirit and has been publicly berating him for that. Uh, and they have made a deal where he, public spirit, donates money to a... Uh, Ascent- to like a, essentially a veteran's hospital. Yes. For all the and all so, the SERPs they call them, the surplus superheroes. Basically all the all the genetically engineered uh soldiers they sent to war and who came home and are now unhoused and, and have mental problems and are in roving games and stuff. So. so it's it's very, very much like uh, you know, people coming home from Vietnam and you know Yeah. Like that's that's so that, the clear allegory there. Right. So that's shut martial law up temporarily. Mm-hmm. He is continuing to investigate with the help of his like assistant Danny and um shit, who's the big guy's name? Kill-a-ton. He's not in these. Kiloton. Kiloton. He's not in the the next three comics. Nope. Um we miss we meet uh Danny's mother for the first time, right? In these these new ones. No, we met her before. Or, She's the shop. Owner. We met her before? Yeah. Oh, you're right. She's Mrs. Lady, Mallon. Mrs. Mallon who owns the store. Yeah. Uh, and so that's that's where we're at, right? Yeah, yeah. So this chunk so, this chunk begins with Public Spirit and Celeste's wedding, uh, and then goes all the way through to the reveal of the Sleep Man and and the the, the denouement of that. Where they they wrap that storyline up. So this is the initial six issue miniseries that sort of introduced the character, the world, and this is the 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 end of the first storyline, which is the Sleep Man storyline. Yep. Basically, if they were making movies of this. This first six would be the first. It'd be movie. the first movie, yeah. It would be bad to make it more than one movie, in my opinion, and we'll get to that. We'll talk about what this will be, would be as a movie. Um, so it begins with yeah, him going around. He's fighting the California bastards, I believe. Yeah, with uh, their with their, the, their lead guy looks like Baraka. Yeah, I love the. He says to a guy, "Pay up, or I'll throw up on you." Yeah, <laughs> so that's a great. That's a great. Yeah, like, what threat. did we do? And the other guy's like, "You're breathing the same air as us." So yeah, yeah. 
so the, this is the first issue the first or the, yeah the first one is the wedding right so it starts that way but then he's going to go to the wedding to confront public spirit yes uh he uh we we see like them prepping for the wedding we meet hydro man and aquanaut which i was like these are amazing water freaks yeah they're just they're uh, just fucking in a pool and it's great yeah they have to shave their bodies yeah uh, it makes them more uh, uh aerodynamic but in the water right we get more with danny's mom uh he he's he's we see uh we start with celeste as well like her pov about what's been happening these women who are being attacked for dressing like her uh she sort of like dismisses it as being her fault because it isn't her fault um and it's her wedding day she's getting in the dress and then uh fucking sleep man bursts through the window uh then we 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 get we go back to martial law going into the wedding right Mm -hmm. and he's like looking to confront public spirit so we think so we think at this at this point right at this point he he has has a conversation yeah sorry what was what what triggers this Uh, i forget shit all right, so there's like he's fighting with the gangs. Um, he talks to Mrs. Mallon and Danny because her shop gets like demolished in this gang fight, and she's ranting right. about how awful superheroes are. Um, right, how they should all be killed. Yeah, how they're all bacteria specifically. So we're like, mm. <laughs> mm. uh, I forget exactly shit. All right, there was I think there was one other detail, uh, and I don't remember. And if you remember some of the things that were set up, is that. He suspects public spirit because his DNA matches mm-hmm. and because he um, his his girlfriend before Celeste, before he went to space, it really seems like he drowned her. Yeah. Um, and I think that's it. Oh, he goes to a priest. He goes to a priest to ask him, like, who refused to marry them? And he was like, why did you refuse to marry him? And the priest admits... Yeah, because he admitted to me that he killed this his ex-girlfriend because she was pregnant. Yeah, but not only that, the priest tells him she's still alive and she had the kid. Yes. So you can probably tell where this is going. Yeah. It's it, it's it's very odd for a six for six issues for such a arc. Because it was like whiplash. Like I didn't even have time to get used to any of the characters. Yeah, it's a very before, it, it happens very quickly. It's the same with Lynn, where it's like, oh, I like, oh, she's dead, you know. Um, I guess if you're reading so, this monthly, yeah, yeah, you'd have sense. more time to like have these story, these these little each issue sort of like gestate and well, not gestate, yeah. but like digest and uh, right. sort of ruminate on on what's happening in them and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's probably budget and stuff. Like honestly, I would double the amount of issues for this plot line, but maybe they couldn't. You yeah. know, maybe they could only print six. Uh, so you know where this is going is that um yeah mrs mallon turns out to be virago who was the superhero that was married to public spirit before whom he thought he drowned and she gave birth to danny uh, who's been in a wheelchair but it turns out he's faking it big old faker he's a superhero he is the sleep man he is the sleep man and he's, Um, he's doing this because uh he was raised to hate superheroes hate public spirit want to destroy them all like basically his mom gave him hell of a complex uh <laughs> he's he's quite the yeah. little sociopath 
Yeah. Um, oh yeah. He's he's, he's, he's self he's self loathing. Like I mentioned that in the previous episode. His what one of the things that's most interesting about Sleep Man, even though he's sort of like a pro a, a, a typical edgelord character is that they the way they characterize him is so punctuated by self-loathing and the reveal makes that make a whole lot of sense because his mom hates superheroes and raised him with all of this vitriol because she's so angry at public spirit and justifiably he tried to fucking drown her (laughs) and it's just got away with it and it's just still like the most famous beloved superhero it's a real uh, red dragon situation. Yes, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's the um, it's the similar arc of like a serial killer or something like that where who still has like he's a, been taught that he's like dirty, yeah. and bad, yeah. And there's like part of him that doesn't want to be this, you know, right? It, like he he sort of wants like martial law to to catch on. I don't know. There's 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 a lot of. I think we also talked about this a little bit before in the previous episode there's a lot of pathology that's that's uh handled a lot more deftly than you might expect for a schlocky comic like this yeah for sure um so yeah the 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 real so it should be noted celeste is killed oh yeah yes and so (laughs) the the, the women do not fare well in this comic no because it's an edgelord comic from the 80s (laughs) Yeah. Also, everything we're talking about is like uh, issue two or the issue, sorry, f- five, five, which is the Danny stuff. Yeah. So this this first issue is he goes to the wedding. You think, yeah, you think he's going to go after public spirit. He even points the gun, uh, but it's a fake out. He's actually rescuing him, right? Yes. Uh, and so he rescues him because uh, Danny is has killed Celeste and is now going to kill him as revenge for his mother uh we don't we i don't know like i i feel like i knew that danny was sleep man at this point i don't remember when the reveal actually was uh basically when the preacher talks to him okay or if you're paying real close attention you probably could have guessed by the conversation that mrs mallon has with martial law after the gang fight where she's ranting about how her shop was destroyed and it's and starts using some of the same phrases that sleep man uses right oh yeah so uh, this is what my i i actually wrote down my process my first thought was like wait is sleep man public spirit's son because i also realized the um it's such a great use of the time stuff the whole reason they narratively um public spirit goes to space and it's like 25 years past for us and only two years past for him is so danny can grow up and be his age and i really liked how they did that yep i also like the later when they talk about how like he's forever young he's like a fictional superhero he's everybody was you know um martial law when he was a kid he loved public spirit and now that he's an adult public spirit is there and he looks exactly the same yeah uh, and I love that idea of like, yeah, he's he's like a comic book character that yeah. never ages. Exactly, yeah, he stays the same yeah. age. It was a clever way to yeah. do that. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, um, for you know, it's it's that's a it's a push and pull. There's more cleverness in this book, but for sure, there's as we mentioned in the previous episode, there's also stuff that's dated and and pretty rough around the edges. But all yeah, in all, yeah, it's a combination of like some dated stuff, a little bit of cliches, but then some stuff that I would argue was like a really good narrative choice that's ahead of its time. Yeah. Um and so uh and so yeah, like for example the Danny Red Dragon shit. Um 
I yeah, I had a feeling at first. I was like, "Is Mrs. Mallon? Is she sleep man?" Uh, and then it all clicked. Uh, so yeah, he saves him. He uh, Sleepman tries to get away. He starts getting attacked. I like the part where they all bet on who he is. Yeah, and I wrote down the names. One person bets it's Harvey Hama, the billionaire playboy. <laughs> Another one thinks it's Errol Martin, the the like society photographer. Uh, and the final one thinks it's Jason Fisher, state prosecutor, which is very funny because it's all like. That's all stereotypes of alter egos. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then they're like, wait, no, it's just some guy. Um, he, 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 uh, yeah, he, he goes after Danny and they fight and they have to like nerf the powers, um, which I didn't mind. So they do a thing where like he fight Marsh. No, sorry. Public spirit fights danny the sleep man at first um he also kills the shit out of uh mrs mrs mallon virago yeah Yeah, he yeah (laughs) and where pointedly danny does not intervene like he just he he just sits there and watches while public spirit punches her head in basically yeah and then they fight um and then i think doesn't public spirit get away well yeah because yeah because uh um martial law shows up and shoots uh and i think he also gasses oh no wait he gasses uh public spirit later which is the the power nerfing because otherwise it's like batman fighting superman well they power nerf here because he can't fly after this public spirit right they say like he can't fly anymore and that that was like kind of weird they also power nerf here where um sleep man starts like monoline because he thinks that the other I think, okay, I think that we're getting into issue two where we start finding out, yeah, we are, where we start finding out his backstory. So most of issue, sorry, I keep saying issue two, uh, issue five, most of that is um, Danny's backstory. His mom telling him he's dirty and gross and a parasite and telling him to hide his powers. Um, And part of it is that he idolized martial law because martial law beats up superheroes yeah, martial law also hates superheroes yeah. yeah and he was taught to hate superheroes so there's this great idea of like martial law has been blaming public spirit when the reveal is like it's, they're both equally to blame yeah exactly exactly the, yeah it's about this this and we'll get to it it's about the anti-hero slash hero relationship and how they're not that much different right right and how they're both kind of two sides of the same coin um which i guess is kind of clear by the the names of them but like it's it's the realization that martial law is just part of this same system and by system we mean like like a misogynist system like like a system of violence yeah uh which we'll get into which i thought was a fascinating uh angle yeah so yeah basically danny uh, starts monologuing to, to martial law and martial law just empties a clip like into him he just shoots at him and danny is so thrown off by this that he isn't doesn't have time to like deflect the bullets that's the nerfing and then he uh gets shot and falls into the water and is presumed dead and drowned right yes uh but also he doesn't he doesn't actually monologue. It's all 
In, oh, you're it's right. All it's internal. all internal. It's all internal. He's, I think the idea is he thinks martial law is going to be proud of him. Right. Or he takes off his mask to reveal himself, and he thinks it's going to be like he thinks they're going to have like some sort of banter. Like he's like, I thought you were going to ask. Right. Like, why I did he, it? I thought you were going to say something, and it's like he was expecting a big monologue conversation, and instead, martial law just shoots him. Yeah, because he doesn't care. And the idea is that he didn't mean to go after Lynn. He's like, I didn't know that you two were together. Uh, but this is all internal. And yeah. he thought, yeah, this will all come out. And it's like, nope, he just shoots him. But the other because element. Because he's fucking pissed at him. Yeah. and the But the other element is, is that he wants him to shoot him. Like, he's like, he, the, right. it's the self-loathing he, he element. He wants yeah. to be destroyed. So, like, he's he's happy. Like, it ends. Like, he's like, well, well, now that basically his monologue as he's sinking to the bottom of the ocean having been shot through the fucking heart he's like well okay now i'm out of the way it's like well whatever i was expecting a little bit better of an ending but you kind of know what's best mom's dead you're about to go get dad so now i can just finally just be dead like he's right. like he's like stoked like this yeah, is what he but wanted spoilers spoilers he doesn't he get is what not he wants. dead no <laughs> he, get, uh, he gets don't... he gets pulled out of the water by james woods <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. And then and we don't really follow up like all we know from there is that he's like fucked up. Like yeah. he's in a hospital, they're trying to rehabilitate him and But they're also they're all he's being rehabilitated by the Nazi doctor that created superheroes. Yes. If you if if you listen to the previous episode, you'll know who we're talking about. Yeah. So they're kind of like rehabilitating him to continue to be a violent bastard. Yes. Yeah, they're trying to harness his yeah, trying to, energy. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be, he'll show up as of course a nightmarish. Yeah, fucking demon comes screaming yeah. back into this comic. Yeah. Um. So, but that's that's the other thing. So, what happens now is that um, there's still the little issue of the fact that Public Spirit absolutely killed uh, or tried to kill Miss Malin, and well, now he definitely her. did. Yeah. Yeah. And so he is, I was surprised by this, but society is like, oh, okay. Like they don't, nobody protects him anymore. Um, and which is interesting because there weren't any like witnesses or anything. No, but, it's more because like he's trying to escape on a plane. So he puts a decoy because again, he gets nerfed somehow. I forget, but he can't fly. It, it's his fight with, it's his fight with, um, with sleep, sleep man. man nerfs him. Yeah. Um, so he has to get on a plane, but he uses a decoy to distract them. And it's basically, he's been shooting himself up with the superhero. I forget what they call it. Ste- yeah, these steroids. But they call it pumping ions. It like enhances your powers, but it also kind of makes you a maniac. So it, like basically James Woods, who's the chief of police. I forget the character's name, but he's drawn to look like James Woods. We went all over the, we went over all this. In the previous we, went, episode. we went through it. Yeah. But uh, he basically is like, he's, he's unhinged. We can't, kind of keep a lid on him anymore he's more trouble than he's worth now so they basically sort of disavow him martial law gets into a big fight with him at the airport and they uh actually james woods winds up killing him like they shoot him to the head with a sniper martial law fear gasses him yeah um and then yeah and then they shoot him with a yeah high-powered rifle in the back of the head they assassinate him Mm -hmm. but all while this is happening we're getting a flashback about Lynn's thesis. Yes. About superhero and like obsession with phallic objects. Um, 
and like these old cards that were clearly spoofs of like the Mars attacks. Mars attacks very dinosaurs, much. Dinosaurs. Yeah. And she calls cards. it out in there too. Like it said, yeah. it explicitly says Mars attacks. But yeah. Uh, and about this like male uh, like attraction to false heroes, um, and because we because martial law when he was a kid, uh, public spirit was his hero. So it's it's this like over. It's this monologue over it where she's just talking about that aspect of it as martial law is fighting his false hero who then just gets popped in the back of the head. And it's, it's sort of like explaining how everything got to where it is. And it's Um, also, it's interesting because the women are all like cast aside and murdered, Mm -hmm. but Lynn has the strongest voice in the ending which is interesting right like her thesis being woven through the the finale kind of it's it's in my opinion first of all it's the best part of the comic uh Mm -hmm. because it most clearly lays out what they wanted to say with it which is sort of like yeah talking about yeah like you were saying like the the male fascination with heroes and and violence and and phallic imagery and misogyny and it's also like kind of how it's all packaged up and sold so that it replicates through each generation which is right. you know what happened with martial law and then what happened with danny and then also it's like directly talking about what actually happened in america uh in the mid-century um because it shows like it like it's it's her commentary on how we're all raised with these images and it's very subtle um like she's pointing out like in the trading cards like public spirits always rescuing the weak or like women or children things that can be physically and sexually dominated by him he's never rescuing hunky dudes and like it's all uh, like this the misogyny is woven into this hero narrative and it's like uh, and then it shows like this other set of trading cards about like what happened in the zone, which is their version of the Vietnam war in this story, uh, yeah. where it's all the actual cards that are like actually depicting the, the real unsanitized horror of what happened. Um, so it's like directly pointing at how we were sort of like in real life, like that was like the, the realities of things tend to be sanitized for us to like promote a more, uh, positive nationalistic image. Um, right. It's like the the basically it, um, Lynn's thesis is the thesis of martial law, the comic. Exactly. And they just lay it out for you in the end here. <laughs> yeah, they do. And I, I think they needed to because I don't think it was accidental or un- they weren't unaware of like the fact that they were fridging so many women. Mm. Like I think that's on purpose. Yes. Um, and you, the, you kind of need to say it so plainly like this so that yes. people realize it's not you're not stepping on a rake exactly like they they so um, that people realize it is intentional that we fridge every woman in this thing it's but it, it's they're still doing it so it's not like a hundred they're still doing it it's not like a hundred percent uh you know excusable but at least like with Lynn's For something thesis, made in like the 80s it's pretty yeah it's pretty ahead of its time. it's pretty ahead of its time and like with by laying out lynn's thesis it's letting them know like look this was all there was intent behind this this is we were doing this thing so that we could comment on this thing right uh so 
I don't know. Oh yeah. Overall, I I thought that was a it was that really makes up for a lot of this. It does. Yeah. It 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 softens. It, it's unfortunately it's in the sixth issue, so you still have to wade through. Yeah. This, the the it just kind of plainly doing all of those sort of not great tropes uh, to get to that point. But then once it gets to that point, you're like, oh. Right. And I think if we if you think about this as back in a day where these tropes weren't seen as bad tropes necessarily people weren't really the commenting people, on it yet yeah right and the people picking up these comics were probably young men mm-hmm. who were like ooh look at these tits on this on this comic yeah, you know yeah and martial uh, law looks cool as shit and yeah exactly so that's that's what i think gives it the appeal that it has which is that it is aimed for people who probably need to hear this yes um and that's sort of the point so uh, yeah this isn't for everyone because it doesn't need to be for everyone i think it was a fascinating series um i enjoyed it overall but not for any of the like the cool reasons no yeah the cool stuff was like the hardest stuff to get through yeah the quote-unquote cool stuff because it's like so typical of of this era of comics and of this era really of a lot of entertainment that was like mm-hmm. kind of geared toward boys and young men um and, where it's just like really violent and misogynistic but like you get to this last issue it's like no no no. here was the intent of this like this is what we were this is what you need to know about this trope and why this you know yeah um and so i guess the question is can this be a movie it almost kind of is too dated i think so because i think we've had you know, in 1987, when this came out, this was sort of a new approach to this. Like, it, there wasn't a lot of, at least, big books or like mainstream books that were sort of pointing out this trend and 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 specifically the negativity or like kind of the toxicity of this trend. Uh, yeah. Back then, um, you, it was much more like Frank Miller who was doing the satire on like fascism and, and the military industrial complex, et cetera, et cetera. That is an element of martial law, but that's kind of all Frank Miller's doing. Cause it's, it's right. like Frank Miller's books are loaded with cool dudes and big tits and none of it's ironic. Like he's doing it genuinely. Exactly. <laughs> but this, this book has those elements, but is also putting the lens on those, those elements. But I think you're right that, it's not as novel as it was back then because we've had plenty of stuff that's sort of deconstructing this trope come out since then. You would have to do like, this is a bad example, but you would have to make it look like the Zack Snyder stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, you'd have to be doing a modern movie version um, that you would be then, or the Marvel, you know, either one you'd have to, it'd have to be a commentary on those. Like you can't do like, I don't know the Sin City style because it's like no, that's not really that popular, uh, and that's dated, right? I think in, in terms of film, so like yeah, they'd have to start there, mm-hmm. and the problem is is there's not much grit in like the Marvel stuff. It, well, it, this would be Zack Snyder. I think you were right first. Yeah, time. it would. You would have to do like something that would appear to just genuinely be like a Zack Snyder grim dark superhero movie, and then as you're watching it, it would be, you would realize that, oh, it's actually turning its lens on deconstructing this trip. Cause like Zack Snyder's and the whole grimdark uh, 
phase of superhero comics and stories were deconstructions of the traditional golden age superhero comics. So like yeah. now it's, this is a deconstruction of the grimdark stuff. Right. But it is still grimdark because it has to be to, you know, right. comment and on And that's it. great that they're looking at that stuff that was a deconstruction. They're like, yeah, but you also have your own bullshit. Yeah, but you're also, um, yeah, you're, you're, this is, a, this is also, a, and it, you're right. It is very ahead of its time because that trend of deconstructing the golden age of superhero comics was new in 1987. So like right. this book sort of saw where that was going kind of right away <laughs> and was like, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's get ahead. So of it would that. have to, yeah, it would have to just kind of look like a like a genuine Zack Snyder movie, and then sort of deconstruct that. But then it would just be the boys. It would just be the, boys. Just be the boys. I mean, it would it would be this plot. I mean, if we want to talk about the functionality of like how do you how do you structure a movie like this versus should you make a movie like this? I think with the boys, it's sort of like okay, you missed you missed the train. Um, but what you would do is you'd make a Zack Snyder style. Mm-hmm. You do these six issues. Uh, you'd basically frame. I think there's not much, you know, there's a little extra stuff that you'd have to stretch out here and get rid of in other places. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think you'd have to tell the story much differently. Um, it would end probably, you know, at that airport. Uh, or something similar yeah. or on the rocks or on the rocks if they wanted to condense it they'd do it on the rocks and then they'd kill public spirit there Mm -hmm. on the beach something like that i can see um we should talk about casting right right yeah yeah that was that was something we want to do but as a movie i'd say like uh you know, you start with martial law stopping crime. You have to introduce the world somehow. But I'd say a lot of in that first issue is like shit on the TV. Or like, I guess you could do like a a whole big narrative dump at the beginning of your movie, I you guess. You could just do, I mean, Zack Snyder, this is one of the things he's actually really good at. <laughs> you just That's true. do what he did with Watchmen where it's just kind of do it all happens in the, credits. in the credits. It's just a montage yep. in the credits. Uh, it's yeah, it's doable. Yeah, you'd start with someone dressed as Celeste getting attacked. Start with the sleep man bringing martial law. Yeah, you'd you'd really look at Zack Snyder. On, yeah, um, honestly, yeah, he's like he this. is good at that. Yeah, I think the first big like fun and games action scene would be the convention. Uh, the halfway <laughs> point is like probably where he gets his ass kicked by. By sleep uh, man, sleep man, probably, yeah, probably. But and I think what you'd do is you'd do it where it all seems like it's leading to public spirit. Um, maybe you'd do ass kick by sleep man, and you'd merge that. Also, that would immediately be followed by you need to leave public spirit alone. Yeah, stuff. And then you have you gotta control martial law, like, stay away from public spirit. Yeah, you have it. You have like almost a false third act where you think, okay, there, it's all going to go down at the wedding. Mm-hmm. And so you lead up to that of him finding it out. You hide the the twist from people as much as possible. Yeah. And then you do, yeah, him confronting it the same time he bursts through and kills Celeste. And I think that's where you do the reveal simultaneous. And then for the third act, I would say you can fit in both ideas. You can fit in the final fight. And then have the the fight afterwards at the airport, but that would probably be like a little more downplayed. Like you do it like more of a conversation between the two of them or something like that. 
Yes. Where yeah. they like the fighting is very small. Uh, yeah. Cause a lot of that would need to come out in the dialogue. So you could condense it down to just martial law. Realistically wouldn't get many shots in on public spirit anyway. So you would just condense it down to maybe him fear gassing him at the end yeah. of, at the end fear of his monologue. And, and then he's yeah. kind of like going ballistic and then he just gets shot by James Woods. Yeah. I think in between that, or you'd intercut it with the Lynn stuff. You can't leave out. The no, Lynn stuff. no. Um, but we talked about, that would be the hardest part to put in. Yeah. Yeah. It would be difficult, but I don't know. We're, we don't need to necessarily crack that. We don't need to figure out the whole, whole movie. But yeah, um, but that's, that would be, would now, because we talked in the previous episode that we would either keep Lynn alive or at least keep her alive longer. Yeah. I think, I think I'd still keep her alive, but. Okay. I was going to ask. Well, because of the nature because of Because the this. nature of what it's saying does. Does she, does she, that character need to get killed off? I don't know. I I I think if you did, you'd have to make it more clear at the end. Yes, why yeah, you did it? Yeah. Um, so I would probably err on all. the side of just not killing that character off. Yeah, I don't think you need to. I think the idea is you could have Lynn be the person who gets out of everything. Mm-hmm. Like she gets out okay, um, and martial law is fucked up. Everybody else is fucked up, but she maybe she breaks off of the relationship instead. You know. So you end on her like kind of living her life away from all this. Yeah. Something like that. I would just give people a little more happiness at the end. Right. Because um, it is such, it is pretty tragic. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Mallon. Um, the obvious one that popped up was like Amy Adams. That would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because she's got like the Lois Lane connection. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, the Lois Lane connection. For Danny... Um, oh, to be... I had uh, we, we cast them... Okay, so the previous episode, we cast Martial Law. What did we say? Lakeith Stanfield? Lakeith Stanfield would be great. And we suggested Natasha Leone but, for, for Lynn. Natasha Leone. I would also say, like, you could do Ben Affleck, frankly, because of what the stunt casting you of that You could would do be. Ben Affleck, yeah. He's a, little, I, he's a little too old to be Joe, to be Martial that's Law. That's true. That's true. Lakeith is also just a, a blast, so... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Danny, did we cast Danny? We didn't know. We cast Public Spirit. I think we said, what did we say? Chris Pratt or one of the Chris's? Chris, Chris Pratt would be delightful. Yeah. Because he needs, yeah. Or yeah. any of the Chris's. Any of the literally Chris's. Literally any of the Chris's. Yeah, literally any of the Chris's. Christopher Lloyd, doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Any yep. Chris. Christopher Maloney. Yep. Um, for Danny, <laughs> I'm thinking Tom from Holland. Sopranos. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Tom Holland would be great. Because <laughs> it fits <laughs> with that idea. Like, he's sort of the... He's got that that youthful vibe of like just wants to look up to these people, but also it's yeah. like he's the next phase of like the the MCU. So there's that element of the stunt casting where it's like that's what he is. Like he's exactly they're putting all this burden on this guy to carry this house that they built for the past ten years with these much bigger stars. Right at first, I was like Paul Dano, and then I was like, "That's too obvious." Too obvious, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like as soon as you put Paul Dano in a movie like this, you're like, he's the fucking bad guy. Yeah, he's the villain. That's what Tom Holland seems like. He'd be a good one. Yeah. Do you have any other ideas for that? No, that's pretty awesome idea, actually. Yeah, I think I nailed that one. Yeah, you, you pretty much nailed that one. I didn't write down anything for Celeste. Um, I have something for the porn priest. Uh, <laughs> the the priest he goes to. I think uh, Vinnie Jones is in order. 
Yeah, we got. I get, mean, Vinny Jones needs to be in this somewhere. Honestly, I just think it'd be funny to make him the priest. It, he would either be the priest or like Suicida, the leader of that. Yeah, the the one of the superhero gangs. Yeah, who's just oh, for sure. seems like he's going to be formidable, but then very quickly just kind of becomes a running joke. Right. That's another um, martial law. You could do Jason Statham. Sure. He's got that bitterness. Uh, but um, again, he's, he might be too old. He's the same age as Affleck, so he's a little too yeah, old to be this old. character. He's got to be kind of like mid thirties. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know for um for Celeste. I'm trying to think of what would be a good because it would be somebody who's like sort of has a new guard vibe to her, like uh, Tom Holland. Yeah, I think she's got to be like she's got to have that like youth. She's supposed to be like. Uh, like a yeah young uh well she's not she's not necessarily young no but it's like a new guard she's probably the same age as martial law yeah 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 yeah. she didn't go to oh no it doesn't matter if she didn't go to space um yeah fuck i'm man i don't know she's got red hair Ah, that doesn't matter yeah (laughs) you can die you can die yeah you wear wigs it doesn't matter like we're not we're not trying to like nail like the physical appearance of people as much that's Mm -hmm. not as important in this in this specific story i don't think it's important at all actually except for no except for the fact that public spirit needs to be a white guy that's really the only yes he's got to be a honky yeah um around chris pratt's age how old is chris pratt like 40 okay Okay, okay. So uh, we're talking actresses in their 40s. Um, or like, I mean, it would be the same age as like, like I said, I, I think she's Celeste is supposed to be the same age as Martial Law. So Martial Law is like mid-30s. It's like somebody around okay. that age. Okay. Wait, around, hmm. Around Martial Law's age. Around Martial Law's age. So yeah, it's she's such a. She's like, the the reason we're, I'm the reason I'm having difficulty is is Celeste is kind of a very minor character. Like she doesn't. Right, she could literally be anything. She could really be. I was anyone, thinking yeah. you get you get a hotshot actress. I think I think you get like a like a um, like a fucking Margot Robbie or like a or like a Gal Gadot. Like you, you get um. Yeah, you get someone who sort of like the, yeah, like you're right, like the like a like the new guard field, like a like an up and comer kind of like yeah. You get you get someone that you're gonna murder and that isn't gonna be in it much. I I think for some of the minor characters, like for the big heroes, it's just fun for stunt casting. Right? You get yeah, like, yeah. You get like someone who uh, you it feels like they would be the star, but they're they're not. Yeah. Um, that's what I would go for. And so like, it really is kind of interchangeable for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, like you could, you could do uh fucking Lupita Nyong'o who I just love in anything you could do. You could do, um, that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you could it's, do fucking it's such a black tiny, widow there. It's a, such a tiny um, part. Oh yeah. You could do Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Yeah, again, it's it's really it's literally like any like stunning. It would be it would be actress. It would be pure stunt casting, right? Because like yeah. the only v- function of the character is just kind of this bait and to switch to be a on. star. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's not much of a character um, there, unfortunately. 
No, not much. <laughs> the the women don't fare well in martial right. law. Right? No, they don't. They don't at all. Um, yeah. I think that's all everybody. Right. Yeah, I think that's everybody. I think I think we have completed. I think episode two. I think we have completed all of our assigned tasks for episode two. Yeah. Um. I am very curious to see what the rest of this comic is because this the these first six episodes were very much like a statement. You it's know? a very contained, focused statement. Yeah. So I also yeah. am very curious to see where this is going to go, and I'm honestly a little nervous. <laughs> like, yeah, that it'll it'll stop being uh like because well what because like, once you commentary right because it'll just be a story right because this was so focused and such a specific statement and it's like well mm-hmm. what is the sequel gonna be <laughs> like, right are we just gonna do now just do the stuff and it's like and now he we goes were... to Hawaii or like because <laughs> I mean we right. did talk about the previous episode like he does have a crossover with like Pinhead and shit so like we know it's gonna get goofy. It's the, you know what it is? It's the RoboCop effect. Mm-hmm. Is you make a RoboCop and you're like, oh, what a really tight like commentary on fascism and whatnot. And then they're like, let's make more. And it's like, like what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just the adventures of RoboCop. And it's like, well, you're completely missing the point of RoboCop, but I guess we're doing this now. I think- so I'm hoping it'll be like RoboCop in the sense that I do enjoy the sequels just for a different reason. Well, there's, uh, there's the pressures aren't the same in comics as they mm-hmm. are in movies. So there probably wasn't pressure on these creators to do more. So hopefully that's a good sign where they were just like, well, let's do more because we have another idea. Right. And it looks, yeah, it looks like, so. it looks like he goes, martial law goes to a, uh, like New York in the next one. So it's like, it seems to be like a send up of the Avengers. Okay. So that, okay. that could open some addition, uh, other areas of uh of commentary i don't know i don't know i'm i'm very curious to see what the next story arc is going to be yeah we will find out and if you uh if if you lucky ducks uh want to find out along with us and follow along um the book we're reading martial law the deluxe edition it's not in print but you can get it in digital formats um, yeah, it's on the Kindles. It's on the Kindles. It's on the Comixologies. Uh, it's not very expensive because it's a digital version. So, if you feel right. if you feel like reading along with us, you super can. You just probably don't want to throw down the cash for what, however much cash is going to take you to get a physical copy because woof. Right. It's uh pricey. Um, yeah. So the next uh, the next episode we are going to cover um, martial law takes Manhattan and Kingdom of the Blind. Dope. Yep. Dope. Oh yeah, I'm, so look, I'm looking at the, com- I'm watch looking at along, the cover that's of, what they uh, do. of Martial Law Takes Manhattan and it's like, yep, there's Thor, there's Spider-Man, there's the Punisher, there's Captain Damn. America. It's going to be pretty sweet, it looks like. Okay. There's Ant-Man, there's Mr. Fantastic. Oh yeah, all right. Really? I mean, not literally. It's clear they're analogs. Yeah, yeah, but it's all like They're yeah. analogs. Um That sounds delightful. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm just looking at the cover too. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Strange. There's Namor. Fuck yeah, stretchy, a stretchy guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, shit. Now we know what to expect. Uh, a little I hope. Bit. Well, that does leave it open to be like, yeah, there's going to be commentary here on this. So that's cool. Uh, but that's next episode. Yeah. For now. Uh, Mind Freak 555. Thank you so much. 
I like again. I'm having a lot of fun doing this. It's real chill. Yeah, lot, it's just sitting there reading comics. It's real chillaxed. It's really chillaxed. That's a combination of chill and relaxed for people who are unaware. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's, know, a, por- it's a port it's play. a portmanteau, but it's like it's like a cool it's a chillaxed portmanteau. So it's like a yeah. it's like a portman woe. Portman woe. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. That's exactly what it is. And also an additional thanks, just because I had never heard of this book before. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't get to read comics often, so that's yeah, also so it's good. it's nice to have to read it as a job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. yeah, 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 I like reading. Yeah, sure. I like uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, when I when I have to, when I am obligated to do it, it makes it uh, even easier for me to do reading. Hmm. Um. Well, geez, folks. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if people are interested. You know, if you're curious, you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. We have some exclusive podcasts on there like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and Spielboys. Uh, those are all for $5 a month. You just give us $5 a month, you get all that back. It's a great deal. For a little more, you can watch movies with us every Friday night as well, if that's something you're into. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also yeah. we also have a store. Head over to GameFleetEmployed.com where you can find a link to our Teespring store where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on t-shirts, stickers, posters, mugs, all kinds of things. So check yeah. it out, you yeah. goofs. You too can be a hero. Yeah. Uh, by supporting us. Be a superhero. Like a... <laughs> Is that a song? It, I, believe it's, I believe it's from Blank Man, yeah. You can lend a helping hand. I think it's from Blake. It's definitely in a movie from the '90s that I saw. Why would we, why would why would we talk about Blank Man? Listen, why Dave, why is that? Listen, Dave. I have seen Blank uh, Man more than twice. Really? Oh yeah. I've seen it exactly zero times. Do we need to do a po- like a podcast about Blank Man? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I let me tell you, I don't want to. <laughs> All right, we can be finished. All right. See ya. Bye.